traveling and planning videos in other countries because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if that collab is going to come through or like you're literally going across the world to do this video. So you're, you're planning everything in the comfort of your home, you, whatever, wherever you live. And then you just got to trust and believe that you're going you're gonna to spend thousands of dollars on a flight and a hotel and, and Uber and whatever. And you, just hope and pray that everything works out while you're in that other country. So that's, those are probably the biggest risks that I've, I've taken. And, and again, just coming up with brand new ideas. Cause I've had videos where we, where we shoot it and then I never even like they, well, for me, at least that I never even post. Cause I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. So it's just like, you could have wasted time or you could have really created something beautiful. You always gotta just take that risk. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired and discover why, in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. This is We Are Photographers, and these are our stories. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Creative Live. Welcome back to Creative Live. Welcome if it's your very first time here. My name is Kenna Klosterman, and I am your host here on Creative Live TV, as well as our podcast, uh, which is We Are Photographers, where we take you behind the scenes with our favorite photographers, filmmakers, and industry game changers all over the world. Of course, right now, coming from my home to your home to our guest home. So before we get started with our special guest today, Jessica Covesi, I would love to know where it is that you are tuning in from all over the world, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, whether you are on creativelight.com slash TV and in that chat room, you can click the chat icon and jump in there. Uh, we've got Kate on our social media team who's in there as well. And uh, we'll be looking for your comments and questions throughout the show as well. So for starters, yeah, let's get those coming in. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Andrea, Victoria. We've got Tracy in Rochester. Keep those coming in. So without further ado, very excited to bring for the very first time onto Creative Live, Jessica Covesi. Uh, Jessica is a fashion photographer. She is a portrait photographer. She has an incredible YouTube channel and has become the number one female photographer on YouTube with over 140 million views. And if you haven't seen any of her shows, some of the most popular ones um, have been the four photographers that shoot the same model, taking pictures of strangers. Also one to talk today about her one of her more later series uh, which is all about her reactions to America's Next Top Model which cracked me up and are super fun and why aren't we having more fun in the world right now which is great. Uh, Jessica graduated with a BFA in graphic design and then uh, came into her, her photography career. She travels, she photographs models, she teaches um, and of course again creates incredible content for YouTube. So please help me give a big round of applause to Jessica Cobasi. Jessica, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You did such an incredible job with my intro. I was like, wow, thank you. 
<laughs> you know, I like to do my homework. I like to do my own work. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's so awesome to have you on the show again, first time here on Creative Live. Um, so before we get going, I want to read out some more of these shout outs from where people are tuning in from. We've got Dre in Holland, Alex Toronto. We've got Newfoundland. We have wow. Oslo, Norway, Puerto Rico, Hungary, Denmark, uh, Southern Oregon, Ontario, Texas, Chicago. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in and showing up. Um, we are excited uh, once again to have this conversation again. Uh, we love to just go behind the scenes with photographers, find out their stories. I believe that you can learn something from everyone's story. Um, and so, um, so Jessica, let's just dive in and start with, um, let's start with what you are most excited about uh, that you are creating right now. We are still in pandemic times. It is April 2021 as we are filming this. Um, also, congratulations. You got your first shot this morning. Yay. <laughs> yes. On my way. Um, that's right. That's right. Me as well. Super excited. So um, what what have you, what is the most exciting thing that you're able to work on right now? I love doing the reaction videos right now. <laughs> I think those are the most fun to record. I can show a lot of my personality in those. I can, I can just, I, I, it's, it's just a lot of fun to be able to react to something. And, and it's kind of like watching something with people, like knowing that people can watch me and feel like they're not alone. And they're, you know, a lot of people are one, one person was like, you got me through my pregnancy with your reaction videos. <laughs> Please make more. I'm like, I got you. I'll make, I'll make one just for you. So it's just been really great to see everyone's reaction reactions to the reaction to the reactions series, <laughs> to the reaction videos. Because I personally tell us what I it is. Reaction videos. They're a thing, wait. and they're really a thing. Wait, tell, tell, tell us, us about where... tell us about the America's Next Top Model. What the series is, and how how you started sure. to do it, and yeah, and what you do. <laughs> so I used to watch America's Next Top Model when I was younger. And I never really thought twice about it. You know, like this is before I got into photography. And then when I started doing my YouTube channel and got into photography and all that stuff, um, I used to react to just the photos from the episode. So it wasn't like the actual like photo shoot. It was just like showing the final photo. And then I would be like, oh, well, the lighting's on, lighting on this one's good. And and just kind of critiquing the actual photo. And then I... I you I was watching like Brad Mondo and I think he's hilarious. I love his stuff and he does a lot of reactions to the makeovers. So I was like, it would be cool if I actually reacted to the the video of the behind the scenes and how it's conducted. So I started doing those, and then only recently I was doing them for like a year, and then only recently, like I'm talking about October November, one of them kind of blew up. Like I had been doing them for like a year and. They were like doing okay. And then one of them just blew up. And then like it started to become like this popular thing on my channel. So I started making more. So then now here we are. Uh, I think it's I think it's interesting to think yeah the reaction videos in this time of everybody like you said being at home and yeah. and you know it's kind of like the unwrapping things on Facebook or, or you know on YouTube or just that it, it's so interesting what people have come to um, to enjoy being a part of a part of that is like feeling a connection, you know, with you. I've got Allison on here who is saying, um, uh, who's saying I follow Jess on YouTube and I love her videos and her sense of humor, you know, and so that, you, you know, being able to, to come <laughs> through. Uh, so it, it, it's also, it's interesting. Like, it's always this question, like how do thing go, things go viral? Like how does, 
how does that actually happen? So like, okay, let's go back to, let's go back to some of your, cause you've been doing this now, what, seven years, eight years, something like that. Um, yeah. since you first started your YouTube channel. Yeah. It's been eight years. Eight years. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. A lot of a lot of hard work and dedication <laughs> and consistency and all of it. Um, but g- let's go back to what your first series that kind of that that went viral. Is it the uh, viral? Is it the uh, multiple photographers shooting the same model? Yeah, and with that video, I never thought that it would. Like the thing with YouTube is. You go into a project thinking, oh, this is going to go viral. I've heard this from so many people, especially other YouTubers. They'd be like, yeah, this video is going to go viral. If you do this kind of photo shoot, it'll go viral. And it just, nothing happens. You know, it just does like 10K views, whatever, which is actually good. To me, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. But whatever you expect, like just don't have any expectations if you're making a, a YouTube video. That's what I learned because there's videos that I spend hours and hours planning models makeup all this stuff and then you get everything together and you spend hours editing it and and you're like this is gonna I know this is the one and then you you put it up and it flops and you're just like what this is I can't believe this right now so what I learned is the videos that you least expect are the ones that just blow up and also one thing I noticed is that videos at first won't do very good and then weeks or even months later like I had this video a year later it started picking up and then now it has like a million views and I'm like this is from like 15 years ago it's been on my channel forever (laughs) I forgot I literally forgot about the video and I'm like oh it has a million views I don't even know how that happened so it's just you can't predict anything on YouTube you truly can't you just got to keep creating content you know good good quality content and that's what that's what I really do I I, I learned the hard way. Stop expecting stuff to go viral. Well, there's a brilliant lesson in and of itself. I mean, because yeah. that, right. If you, you can't plan for it you can't. necessarily. You can't. So if you can't, so if you can't plan for the viral part, then what has been your, your, your secret to success? I mean, not secret, but you know, it, what is it that gives you that duration? Um, I just like to create content that that I like, you know, that represents me as a photographer. I like to have collaborations with other photographers. Like I love meeting new people. And like I try to do a variety on my channel. You'll see, you'll see reaction videos. You'll see tutorials. You'll see challenges. You'll see editing. So there's a little mix of it for every different type of person. I know I've noticed on some channels that they kind of stay with one theme. And I think that's amazing. Um, for me, I love to do a variety because doing the same thing to me can, I can get bored doing that. So I like to just do a variety. Uh, but it's just, it's all about thinking of new ideas and, and just, yeah, just thinking of new ideas. Thinking of new ideas, but like you said, within your sort of consistent sort of areas. And so people come to expect that people come, you know, back for the same thing. But I think that's a really brilliant note that it's like, You've got something for the people who want to come and learn photography. You've got something people want to learn touching, something for, you know, the people who want the reaction videos and the toy cameras, which is just so much fun. (laughs) Where in the the world did you, where in the world did you find the Barbie camera? (laughs) eBay, on eBay. (laughs) It was like brand new. It was like in the box still. 
I was like, okay. Did you do an unboxing video of the Barbie? No, I didn't. You know, I it's there's so much that I want to do. I just don't have like I record. I record a lot of what I do and I edit almost all of my videos. Like the only videos I don't edit are the four photographers. So all of the videos that you see blood, sweat, and tears. I'm not even, I do more video editing now than I do photography. I was joking with my friend. I was like, I should just be a video editor at this point. How did you, did you teach yourself? How did you learn? (sighs) Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm self-taught 100%. I, when I was learning video editing, I was using Windows Movie Maker. And then I'm like, you know what? It's time to take the leap of faith. Let's go. Let's jump into Final Cut Pro. And I learned all about the program. I'm, I'm no pro by any means, but I know how to manage it pretty, pretty well. So what I've been doing recently <laughs> is I've been watching reality shows. Like I was watching Jersey Shore. You guys can laugh at me. I was watching Jersey Shore and like Flavor of Love, with some of my favorite shows, you know, like reality TV. So I would watch those shows to watch how they edit them, like where they place the music, how they're cutting it. So because I'll probably be editing um, a video like that on my channel. So I like to use the same techniques that they do in reality TV in my videos. It's really interesting because I'm, I'm just a photographer, but, but you kind of have to learn video editing to, as a YouTuber, you know, unless you want to pay somebody to edit your videos. That is brilliant though. If you know <laughs> what style that you want, then yeah. you go and you study it. Like that, yeah. that is the concept of, you know, being self-taught and, you know, and again, like understanding here's what I want, who's doing it well, you know, what are the aspects of it? Like, you know, deconstructing it, breaking it down. Absolutely. Yeah. What of, let's go back in time a little bit. Um, Let's let's get back. Let's do it. Let's go back to your, jump in that time time, machine. That's, that's right. (laughs) Hot tub time machine. Um, (laughs) uh, So you were um, born and raised in Detroit. Um, were you interested in photography as a kid? Were you, um, I know you then went into graphic design, like what, tell us about your childhood. What did Jessica do? Siblings, parents, were they creative? All those things. So my family immigrated, well, my, my parents immigrated from the Middle East and I grew up in Detroit. I would say I was I was artistic. I would draw comics. And then what I would do is I would go and take the, take the comic and then put it on. Like I, I was, I don't know where, I was at like school and then they had a copy machine. So I would take my comic and make copies of it. And I got in trouble one time. I got in trouble one time because I wasted all the paper and someone found out I was making copies of my comics, like my hand-drawn comics. I would like give them out, like show, give, give one to your friend. Yeah. Show your family this comic. It, I, I probably still have a few of my comics. I had like a comic book. I made like, I got like a notebook. I would like draw comics. I just love to draw. I wasn't, I was not good at all at drawing, mind you. Like I'm talking like weird, not even stick figure, blob figures really. And I would make up my own stories. I love to write. I was a huge writer. And then I kind of got into, a friend introduced me to Neopets when I was like 11 or 12 and I joined the website and they on Neopets, it was all about design. Like you had to make your own guild and like, it's like a, a club, like a little club and you would make graphics for your club and you would try to get members. So I'm like, I want members. I want a club. 
So I made, I did that and that kind of started me off with designing and coding. And then I eventually made my own website. I was like coding websites, CSS, like JavaScript, HTML. Like I don't even, I don't even know how I did half of that stuff now. I could never, I actually know a little bit of coding, but that's what kind of started me off. I would say that I was the artistic one in my family and I was, here's the thing. Like I was, I was made fun of a lot because I was always on the computer I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like I was kind of socially awkward. I was very quiet in school. I was kind of nerdy. I mean, I still am. Really nothing's changed except I'm not quiet anymore because I have to do the photo shoot. Someone's got to talk during the photo shoot. So (laughs) I think that's the only thing that's changed. I'm less quiet. Well, we – I think it's – it's so fun to learn people's journeys in the past. But, yeah, like you can see – making comics, going into, you know, getting online and like coming up with stories and the writing and, you know, like all the things that lead to, you know, what everything that you're creating now. Yeah. How much, how much preparation do you do for any given video? Is most of the work like in the prep part? Are you spontaneous? Is it then in the edit? Like what's the sort of the process because you know a lot of people are like I want to start a YouTube channel and it like it's a lot a lot of work so what's like take us through your process the challenge videos they take so much planning and a lot of preparation I write down everything like sometimes I'll go so far as to have a shot list of things that I want like commentary on certain things and then a b-roll I started doing b-roll shot lists that I will need like I try to imagine how I'm going to edit it in my brain and then I write down all the shots again having a shot list is super helpful and I usually have an outline of of what I how I want it to go through so like introductions introducing the model and then showing the the camera or whatever like introducing gear and kind of just going through that having an outline I always have an outline and then like you have to confirm with like 15 different people like okay is this day and time good for you and you have to like literally be texting people every two seconds to see if anything changes and you got to check the checking the weather You got to check the weather every two seconds to make sure it's not going to thunderstorm and you're not going to be washed away by a river uh, during your photo shoot or video. (laughs) So you have to take care of the weather. And um, just it's a lot of just checking up on people. Hey, don't forget about me. You have to update people. And then the day of the shoot, I'm producing, I'm directing everybody. Um, Like I have my friend videotape, so I'm telling her what shots I want to get. Get a wide shot of this, please. We want the outfit shot. We want this. So a lot of the times it's hard for me to concentrate on photography when I'm literally being like 50 things, you know? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, and that, that's, again, that's the, the knowing everything that goes into it when you are the pre-producer, the producer, the director, you know, and then <laughs> the credits the are just all me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the subject too. Um, do you, once you get into like the photography part do you like once the camera is then on you or do you like switch are you in a different like mental zone are you able to like let the other stuff go do you become really present or are you just like all over the place still it's very chaotic you know it's it's funny because if you look at a lot of the comments from 
the four photographers series, you'll notice a lot of people don't like my photos in those videos. And to their credit, I mean, those aren't my, I wouldn't say those are my best photos. Like I was actually looking through the first episode of four of three photographers and looking at the photos and I had so many nicer photos than the one that one that I chose. And I'm like, why did I choose the one that I picked, you know? And just at the time, I, I just, I think I was so focused on the video and making sure I had a really good video that I, I couldn't turn like activate my photographer mode. And so I, I'm, oh, I'm like, ha- I'm like 50% in the photographer, um, in the photographer zone and and the other 50 percent is like how is my video doing is the sound gonna be okay is did i get all the shots that i need okay so i mean it but that's how youtube is and i I constantly work and grow as a photographer i know not all my shots are gonna be great so i just that's something i have to accept well who's who's who has every shot being great (laughs) like nobody but it's a different thing but I mean what I hear you saying is the hard thing is when you put yourself out there you know and is the getting the commentary back and you know it seems like for any you know aspiring youtuber out there like how how do you shut that off do you look do you read the comments do you just not you know as a as a content creator, you're creating for an audience, and I think it's important to listen to the feedback of your audience. I know a lot of the people who watch me, I know, only have good intentions. Like they they don't say things out of malice. I feel so, so sometimes content creators can feel like that. Like oh, this person's coming after me. Oh, like I don't need your advice on my photo and all of that. Because I've I've had people. Um, give me critique on my photos and stuff like that and going being in art school going through four years of art school I've had critiques like every day I've had people roast my photos I've had the teacher tell me like what is this um, even though it was graphic design but in a in a sense it still is a constructive critique and even if it's not constructive I'm putting my work out there you know I am a public figure in, in that sense so that's just that just goes with the platform and it's just something that you have to accept. It's nice to hear constructive feedback because sometimes they tell me stuff that I didn't even notice and I'm like, you know what, I could work on that. So it's just, again, it's just being a YouTuber, you you kind of get used to things like that. Of course, there's the comments that kind of like hurt your soul and you go, you're like, damn, like why you gotta, that was, a, that was okay, I see, I see that one, but you know, there's a lot of really good people out there yeah. that really care. And that's, that's what I'm choosing to focus on. And I appreciate yeah. those people a lot. And that's who you do it for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go back to sort of your, your, your beginning into the photography journey itself. So you studied graphic design, you start working in a marketing agency, you're working as a designer. Then what happened? So I was at this marketing agency designing and I don't know, I just, I was doing photography. I had started photography on the side. I was, I worked so much. I don't even know how I did it. Honestly, I would sleep at like four in the morning every single day. I never, I, I was a workaholic truly. And I still am till this day, but that was, that was a pretty crazy time in my life because I, was paying I had so many different bills and payments to make like I had I had these banks 
billions of dollars are coming after me. Like little Jessica, I have like five dollars in my bank account. Like Chase, what do you need from me? Like I don't have like I don't have eight hundred dollars a month. Like I can't afford. This. And then you know, like I had graduated or I was graduating from college. And again, it was really overwhelming to have all of these loan payments. And I just, I, I didn't know, I really didn't know what to do. And then at that time I had, I was laid off from my job. I was still doing photography. And I think I, I talked about this before my, I did like headshots at my, at my work for, for all the employees. Cause my boss knew that I did I was like taking photos. So I had thought to to leave that job for a while, but I never had the courage to actually leave. I was like, no, I have loans. This is irresponsible. If I leave, I can just kind of wait it out. And I just stayed at that job because for financial stability, because I was doing photography, but it wasn't really that stable to me. I kept saying photography is not stable, a stable job for me right now. I was getting a couple of engagements, a couple senior pictures here and there. I was too scared to leave pretty much. So one day, and I swear, like, it, it's such a, I don't know, this is probably like the biggest coincidence of my life. But I had just like during my lunch break, I had called up my friend and I was telling her, I'm like, I think I'm gonna just leave this job. Like, I don't know, I'm not happy here. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I totally get it. And, and then literally, I come back from my lunch break, I'm sitting down and then my boss comes and he's like, I need to talk to you for a second. I was like, okay. And he pulls me into the conference room and he's like, you know, your your position no longer exists and we're reframing our business structure, business. It's a fancy way of saying like, you got to go. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't take it personally. I love, I loved all my coworkers. I love my, I still this day, like I love my boss. He was amazing. He's, and he told me, he's like, I know you love photography and you're so good at that and you're so talented. I think you should pursue that. Like, don't give that up. And I was so depressed. I'm like, you really kicking me out? Even though like 10 minutes later, 10 minutes ago, I was like, mm, I should probably leave. But I'm like, he really did it? Okay. So I was kind of like, I was just in shock. So after that, I was I was like, okay. So I guess I, I really, I wasn't really left a choice. I feel like the universe was kind of, telling like pushing me like Jessica this is where you're meant to go and so I was like I guess this is it I guess photography is what I'm gonna do and I put all of my effort time energy into photography and at first it was rocky but it truly truly paid off in the end and then I started doing YouTube I had more time for YouTube so that's that's the whole story (laughs) I mean I think it's it's being so many people, including myself, can identify of you're in a place where you don't want to be, especially mm-hmm. if you're super creative. And even if you're working in a creative field, but you're still like, you're not happy. You like the people you work with, you know, but you're just like in this box. And yet the fear of doing something different um, is is overwhelming because it is, and and it's not necessarily for everybody, but the 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 universe saying like, okay, we know you, like you manifested that, like you were asking for it, a little bit like, ooh, when somebody else hands it to you, but like what you know, the best gift in disguise for sure. How did you Absolutely. start working with? Was was fashion always you thing like? working with models, fashion, like how did you get into actually, were you photographing 
friends who were, you know, or people who were not models? How did you get into photographing, working with model, official models, I guess is the question. Yeah. So when I started, I was doing a lot of senior pictures, family pictures, engagements, weddings, all of that. Uh, like we I all had, do, right? We're like, what know, are, right? which, which, what are we going to do? What are the things? Yep. Every photographer. <laughs> I, but the good thing about that is you you learn about what you want to go into and what you don't want to go into because photographers have so many different genres. There's some people who do macro shots of like uh, of nature. They do landscape photography. There's um, like they take pictures of space. I mean, there's so many different types of photography you can do. The only way you'll really know what you're passionate about is to actually do all those things and kind of experience it. For me, I was doing senior pictures, weddings, engagements. And early, earlier when, when I was on Neopets um, and I started my that website, I would there was for any of the 90s babies here or the 80s babies, you'll remember live journals. So there would be live journals. There was like a fashion community. Um, there was like uh, photo decadent and then mixologies. I don't know if anyone's going to know these. If you do, brownie points go to you because I feel like I'm no one's going to know about live journal. Um, but I was on live journal and there would be people who upload fashion scans. So like there, I remember they would be like, Amanda Bynes just did a photo shoot and they would scan the photos. Ashley and Mary Kay Olsen, they'd like scan the photos. And then we would use those pictures and then photo manipulate them, like cut them up, collage. It was like a photo collage and then use them for our websites. So at a very early age, I was familiar with the big, like the bigger models. Um, I would probably try to say their names, but I don't want to mess any of their of their names up. But they're like the some of the biggest models I would constantly see, like fashion models. Oh, there's a model, um, Vodanova. Some ugh, one of the models. She was like one of my favorite models. Gemma Ward, love her, love her, love her. Gorgeous. Would like love to use her pictures in some of in my work. Um, like Britney Spears, like scan, like when she would do a photo shoot, they would post scans of it. And then again, we would use those photos in our, in our websites. And so I was kind of aware of those photo shoots early on. And so I, I just love the lighting. I thought those pictures were so cool. So fast forward to doing senior pictures, weddings, all that stuff. I always knew I, I loved those fashion photos. So I'm like, I kind of want to do something like that. So it was 2016 then I finally had the courage to reach out to an agency. I was extremely nervous. My voice was shaking. You would think I'm trying to get married to somebody, but it wasn't even like that. I'm just talking. I'm just, I don't know why I, I was so dramatic. I, I was like super, super socially awkward, just sweating. Like, can I, um, can I speak to uh, the person in charge of new faces? And I was just nervous of being rejected. But after contacting my first agency, they sent me models from Chicago and I was able to work with them. And then I made the big jump. The, I don't even know. I don't even know how I did any of this, by the way. Like, you think? I don't know how I did any of this. I flew to New York by myself with, with my stylist. And then I flew to Los Angeles by myself. Actually, I met up with my friends. So not, but still technically I was on the airplane by myself. I went there by myself and I reached out to agencies there reached out to makeup artists and then that was my first time there and the makeup artist who I'm still friends with today Haley she's like you should move here your work is amazing I'm like thank you 
Thank you. Okay, so I just kept going back, and that's where we are today. <laughs> it's funny how you look back and you're like, I'm not really sure. Like, I remember being nervous about making that phone call, but I did it anyway. Like, yes. How did I w- allow myself to get up on the plane and go do this? But I did I it know, anyway. Right? <laughs> um, are there? Are there? What are? What are the hardest things about? About the working with, let me rephrase that. What's work the difference between, well, yeah. What's the difference between like working with an agency or, or um, like what challenges do you come up against or for, or maybe it's even tips for people who are looking to, to try to work with agencies more. So there are freelance models and then there are agency models. So there are distinct differences. I've worked with both, to be honest with you. The the difference, the biggest difference is that uh, an agency model is signed to that agency. They have a manager. They have somebody who deals with their scheduling. They have someone who sets up their jobs, gets, gives them castings. They're making money on a more professional level. Not to say freelance models can't do this, but imagine freelance models don't really have a manager. Some of them do, like they have an independent manager, um, but agencies are really a bit, like agencies can be a bit more strict on rules and guidelines of, you know, what kind of shoots you can do with their models, um, when they want pictures back, what kind of models you can shoot with. Like they're not going to just send you a package with all their girls. So working with an agency, you're going to have those kind of road bumps. But honestly, I I love the fact that agencies look out for their models. And I think that having that sort of like firewall between you and the model just ensures their safety. So I I don't even mind going through an agent and, and then just working with the model the day of the photo shoot. I actually somewhat prefer that. Oh, freelance models, you work with them directly. So I've done this so many times as well. Again, the difference is they're just not represented by anybody. They deal with everything on their own. They will tell you what their schedule is. And I'll actually have agency models, like I'll DM them, and they'll be like, hey, can you set this up with my agent? So that's very common. You know, then I will have to set it up with their agent, which, again, is very standard uh, because they will have their schedule. So the models, again, just get those jobs through the agency. So – personally for me, I, again, I do love working with agency models, but I just, there's so many beautiful models, amazing people who are not signed with agencies that are just, I mean, just as good. I use so many of those girls in my videos. I'm friends with a lot of models. So it's, I don't, I just think that if you're going to work with an agency, know that there will be protocol and that it's not going to be like, oh, I want to work with this model. And they're going to be like, okay, here you go. Right. That's no, that's good real world advice. Um, yeah. because if people haven't started to do that or try to do that, you know, knowing your way around um, is you know super valuable. When you're thinking about like how to you're gonna how, how much are you doing test shoots? Um, and what does that look like? And what do you do them for? And how do you put one together? Talk to us about the value of doing that. I love test shoots because I can be super creative with the models. I don't, they're, they don't tell me like, oh, we want these kind of shots. So I kind of, it's kind of left up to me. 
when you are working with an agency, they do prefer more natural looking photos. Those are the photos that will make it in the girls books. I do get a little creative with the outfits though. You'll notice that a lot of my, like I style a lot of my stuff, but I do, I do work with a stylist who's a really good friend of mine. She's whenever I work with her, I'm like, these photos are are amazing. So a lot of us don't have stylists though. Let's be real here. We don't have makeup artists. Like I don't have a makeup artist for a lot of my photo shoots here. I've done some photo shoots here, no makeup artists, but those pictures end up in the girls' books. Like a lot of the times the agency would prefer no makeup to like really heavy makeup. So um wait, what was the what was the why did what was the question? What was the question? What's that just about the value of putting together test shoots and Got you know, it. Like okay. when you like is that something you do on a regular basis? And what are the you know, like what is that what does that look like? Yeah, but before, can I just turn my my light back? This is this is a real issue. My Absolutely. light just turned off, you guys. Please. Look at this. Hold on. <laughs> in the me this in the meantime, while you're doing that, I'm gonna give some continued shout outs uh, to. We have Kay Setch, uh, who was saying that Live Journal was great. Noelle totally remembered Live Journal, um, and so you got some Yay. some fellow Live Journalers out there. Awesome. Um, I thought I was the only one. I was like, am nope, I talking about nope. like an ancient history here, like a lost civilization? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, so how much of the time are you, um, it, are you, are you still like doing, like going out and doing shoots for yourself or is it mainly doing them for creating the YouTube videos? Um, what is sort of the balance between the photo shoots today and creating the YouTube stuff? Or is that like one in the same thing? Yeah. So early on when I was working with models, it would be strictly for their portfolios and, and my portfolio as well. So it's more like kind of like a lot of practice, a lot of experience. And I could, I could say like, Oh, I worked with, uh, you know, next model management. I worked with the lions, but whoever, whoever I worked with that just gave me more credibility. So I would kind of build up my experience, um, in my book, you doing those initial test shoots. And then I think it, it was probably the last year that last two years that I really started kind of mixing those worlds and then making a lot of YouTube content strictly like working with models strictly for with for YouTube content while still providing images for their books. Like a lot of the girls actually I worked with on my YouTube videos would be my good friends. So I'd be like, hey, do you want to like maybe be in this video? And I met them on a test shoot that I did with them. So like build it, like having that relationship with them. And, you know, I, I love supporting my friends. So I'll bring the models on and I'll, you know, I'll get, I'll give them pictures. We'll add their credits and stuff like that. So kind of like mixing in those two, of course I do test shoots strictly for testing. So no video. I don't really ha- do a lot of behind the scenes videos anymore. I, I don't have, I don't have it like a team. I don't have like a, a videographer a lot of the time it's it's hard to have somebody like dedicated for that um that's up that's something I haven't gotten to yet but I just I love doing test shoots um and 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 I use those pictures to like use in my editing videos or again I'll invite those models to be in challenges like um my friend one of my friends Sophia she was in the four photographers I had worked with her previously before and so I do. I do a little bit of everything. I do. I also do paid agency tests, um, but I like to include my stylist in those. So I do a little. I do a little bit of everything. I just love test shoots because I can be super creative. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When you're, and, and that's where oftentimes it seems as though people then hire you based on, you know, where you've been creative in your test shoots, less yes. so, you know, than the work that you may have been published with. See, Talk you about, see? Right? Talk about, um, what was you've, I mean, you've, you've, your photography has appeared in NBC, BBC, CNN, Cosmo, yeah. and to name a number. What, what was the first, tell us about getting published for the first time or what was, um, can you, do you remember? Or can you take us back to that? Yeah, I, I did my first editorial and it was, it was pretty, it was like a whole day thing. Of course. I mean, it's an editorial, of course. It was it was just a lot of work. There was a lot of people. There's always a lot of people involved. Um, I had another photographer who was assisting me, um, bouncing back light for me on a reflector and things like that. Um, it was the entire day was really fun. I love the fact that they the models like I didn't have to take care of styling. Oh, because that's like such a big part of photography. You know, you model, you got to have the outfit, you know, an outfit. And, and, and styling can really transform your image. If you have a great stylist, like I said before, like the model can be wearing no makeup, but if you have a great stylist, photo still comes out fire because styling looks good. So the fact that I didn't have to worry about that, I was like, thank God. That's just one less thing I have to worry about. I can focus on the photography. Um, I wish more of my shoots were like that, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> and so what was it like to then just see that like in in publication? I collect every everything that my work is in. Like, you know, a lot of like some of my photos have went viral too. And a lot of the time I don't get credit for it. Though it'll have like 500,000 retweets or likes or whatever. And this has happened before. You know, at that point, you just got to... The, like that's obviously such a the proud moment for me that my photo gets that much love. You know, it, it is. It's great. I, I love people appreciating my work and liking my photos. Um, so it's just it's kind of just surreal, I would say. Like I never truly believe it. I had people um, like when four, when three photographers, I first called it three photographers, when that first went viral, I was like trending on Pinterest and my friend sent me like a screenshot and she's like, you're, you're currently trending on Pinterest right now. And I just could not believe it. I'm like, little me, like, who am I? I don't So it's just, it's a little bit, it's still very shocking to me. And I'm trying, I, it's hard for me to accept compliments and to accept the accomplishments that I've, that I've accomplish accomplishments I've accomplished the th the things I've accomplished so I'm it's it's just very nice and I'm very grateful that people appreciate my work well it's hard you know sometimes we don't we're, we're always like future focused that like taking the moment to pat ourselves on the back and you know and recognize you know what the hard work that you have done um is you know is is super important to sort of to keep going um, I love that. That's a great yeah. way to think about it. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, not on this <laughs> Not on the, where you got your injection, no, your, yeah, your vaccine. <laughs> um, what, what, so obviously, I mean, jump, jumping from, you know, starting your own photography business, that's, you know, always a huge, huge risk. Are there, what else in life has been sort of, one of the biggest risks that you've taken, uh, but that perhaps has turned turned around into a you know big reward. Hmm. 
I would say traveling, traveling and planning videos in other countries because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if that collab is going to come through or like you're literally going across the world to do this video. So you're you're planning everything in the comfort of your home, you, whatever, wherever you live. And then you just got to trust and believe that you're going to you're going to spend thousands of dollars on a flight and a hotel and and Uber and whatever. And you just hope and pray that everything works out while you're in that other country. So that's those are probably the biggest risks that I've, I've taken. And and again, just coming up with brand new ideas, because I've had videos where we, where we shoot it and then I never even like they well, for me, at least that I never even post because I'm like, I don't even like this anymore. So it's just like you could have wasted time or you could have really created something beautiful. You always got to just take that risk. I just I I always try to do something different every single time. Mm. Where once we can <laughs> sort of get out and start traveling again, uh, what, are you, what are you looking forward to? Oh my God, so much. <laughs> First <laughs> right? of all, I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss my cat so much when I leave. I already like she's sleeping next to me. Lipsy, Lipsy, you wanna say hi? No, she's she's closing her eyes, acting like she can't hear me, but she can. But uh I plan on traveling everywhere. I'm wait like my friends in Japan have been waiting on me. Like we have this group chat and we update each other all the time. Hopefully when it's safe for everybody, travel will be allowed. So I'm just kind of waiting on that. I have a few countries that I want to visit. I want to visit. I definitely want to just visit my friends first form and foremost. Um, but I think just tr- being healthy and safe is like my number one thing right now. So. Absolutely. And that's, you know, at least it feels like we can see sort of a light at the end of the tunnel. At I least, hope so. You know, but um, it's been, you know, it's been what a what a what a challenge um i know it's been hard for a lot of people and a lot of photographers especially like my friend was saying like she's not getting any work right now like i totally understand for a lot of people and a lot of photographers are not youtubers they don't have that type of income coming in they don't have that type of stability you know they depend on things job to job so i totally understand and i really do empathize with photographers struggling right now i i really hope that things change for the better soon and you know what we can start doing weddings again engagements and start start booking more client work absolutely absolutely and you know and and people have learned how to you know do things online and do things differently yes. and that's been the, what this year has been you know has been all about what is your favorite part of photography is it the interacting with people is it the <laughs> process itself is it the retouching like what is what brings you joy I just love meeting people. I love doing the photographer meetups. We've I've done them in LA and then I've done them. I've done one in Japan. They've just always been amazing. People are so nice. I love seeing people meet like photographers meet other photographers. People have come up to me and are like, "I I don't even socialize with other photographers, but this gives me an opportunity to make friends. Like I didn't even know this person was in my community and people genuinely have become like great friends with, with other p- photographers just from coming to the meetup. So I think that's just the most incredible thing is reminding people, these people are not your competition. We can all succeed together. It's not just one person who can succeed and everyone, like everyone else, like is not allowed. I think we can all, there's space in this industry for all of us in the photography community and to, 
kind of view somebody as like your enemy or your competition just because they're doing the same thing as you, I don't think is is like the right way to, to look at it. So I just like to create like a welcoming environment for a lot of photographers that otherwise may they may not have had an opportunity to be part of. Awesome. I mean, that is, that is, it's, it's taken me back to when we were able to do big meetups and camera We were able to go outside. (laughs) Being outside. (laughs) But, but, you know, but it's, and people are finding, you know, finding ways again, again, to, thankfully, we do have the internet as ways to, um, you know, to connect with people. But it is, especially photographers, we spend a lot of time in front of our computers, you know, and, and doing things, you know, by ourselves. So that, you know, going with the attitude that it is, there is an abundance, um, that we are, you know, collaboration. We've got a comment coming in. Noelle says, I always say collaboration, not competition. Like, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, that's why Creative Live exists. That's, you know, what, what, um, you know, communities, people who, you know, come around and join, you know, follow people like you on YouTube. It's like, it's all, you know, to be in it together. Absolutely. Um, I think that's so important. Uh, You know, a lot of, not me, because I've always felt like I wasn't good enough in in my general life. I know it's going to sound like, but truly there, there was like a, a large period of my life where I was like, I'm probably not good enough to do one X, Y, Z. And through photography, you see that type of attitude from some people. But to me, I think it's important that I never get caught up in that. No matter how many subscribers I have, no matter how many likes or views I get, I'm still the same person from day one. And it's it's just important to always remind yourself, like, this that type of thing doesn't need to change you. You know, you can help you like people come up to me all the time and they're like, you really inspire. Like one person said that they started photography because of me. I was like, wow, that is absolutely incredible. You know, that's truly incredible. And again, it's just for me, I've never felt good enough. So somebody telling me that I'm like, it's again, very, it just goes back to everything kind of being surreal and like me finally accepting like, okay, maybe I am good enough in what I'm doing. I'm not perfect. But I'll, I'm getting there, you know. I'm I'm good enough to do this, and there's no there's no standard or requirement for how good you have to be, or you know how, how you have to look, or how what kind of camera you have to have. So I just like to be around people with that same energy. Um, and a lot of a lot of my close friends are photographers. I love talking to them about stuff. I think just meeting new people and not worrying about followers and subscribers because now you know like there's. This, this social media age is, it's crazy because a lot of people get judged. A lot of amazing photographers get overshadowed because they don't have a lot of followers, you know? It's, and that then can be the cyclical, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not um, good enough. And, and I think, you know, it's thank you for being vulnerable and, you know, and, and letting people know that you feel the same way. Um, you yeah. know, I think it's, um, so, you know, I don't feel good enough all the time, you know, and it's, wait, it's like you? We, uh, yeah. Oh, you're awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every day. You're, you're killing it right now. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, that's our brains. That's what we do. Um, and so it's like, it's, it's, that's, you know, giving ourselves this separation or giving ourselves a break. Um, and especially, 
you know, again, it's like the whole thing. We, we, you judge yourself, you look at other people, you see what they're doing. And yet like, yes, you know, people are still, you know, you still have a, have a hard time too, you know, or you still are on a learning journey too. Um, and that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the point of this podcast and, and talking to people like you and sharing that with other people is again, like we're, we're all on a journey and it's okay to, to, to feel what we feel, you know, and coming back around to, I think, you know, I love the, the community aspect as well of what you talked about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like people now are comparing themselves to what, like social media and again, the followers and the likes. And they, again, they start feeling like they're not good enough. Why am I continuing to do photography if I'm not getting more followers or I'm not getting more subscribers? And I, th- I just, again, there's just so many amazing photographers who have like 200 followers with the most amazing work. Because it's not about that for everybody. Like for you, it's a business. Like this is your, this is your business. And, and so, and you've, you know, you've created that. Um, And, and so, you know, that's one thing, but it's not, you know, and, and again, it's, it's a different, um, it's not about the, the numbers. It you know, really but isn't. It's, it's like, what are you, what are you creating for? There's a question exactly. that always like comes around that is like, would you create images if no one was ever going to see them? Would I you? I like that. I like that. Would you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. There's so many photos that no one I've done that I've never even posted. Right. That's a, that's a really thoughtful, like you have to really think about that one. It's true because some people have said, no, I wouldn't create them if people weren't going to see them because part of it for mm-hmm. them is the people seeing them. Me, on the other hand, and other people will say, like, no, part for me, like the photographing itself is part of the joy, like the traveling and interacting with people and like the camera is like part of the reason to be doing the thing and that's the experience. So often it's not even about the resulting image, you know, kind of, which is part of what I hear you say in terms of like, it's just what you do and spend your time doing. Um, So there's, you know, it's, it's an interesting question. I love asking that question. It is. It's more about the experience. Yeah, that photography brings you because there's a lot of now that you mentioned, there's a lot of people that I would have never met had I not been taking pictures. And there's a lot of experiences that would have not happened had I not been doing photography or filming video about photography. So that's that is very interesting. Yeah, I'll give you that one. You can keep you keep asking people that one. I'm going to start asking people. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Do it on your show. I will. Um, I got that one from Jared Platt. I'll give him because I didn't come up with it. I'll give Jared the credit okay. on that one. He gets the credit. <laughs> yeah, he gets the credit. Jess, thank you so much for joining us today. I want to give more shout outs coming through. Um, we've got Michelle and Denise saying I would still create. Um, Noel, yes, I would absolutely take photos if no one saw them. They're, they bring me joy. Um, so thank you again to everybody who's been tuning in from all over. Um, where can everybody find you, follow you, if they're not one of the 1.9 million people who are already <laughs> subscribing to you? Does that feel weird still? Like every it does. Day? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I just need to just 
Yeah. Let it go. I just need to yeah. – yeah. I don't know why I'm yeah. like this. I just got to be like, yeah, I have this money. Subscri- yep. I just don't – I don't like talking about – I guess I'm weird. I don't know. When people ask me how many subscribers, like my friends will try to embarrass me and be like, ask her how many subscribers she has. I'm like, can you not? Please, like, don't do this, please. So I'd be like, no. I I literally be like, no, like, she's just – she's trolling you. Like, don't – I don't even have a YouTube. Um, But no, you can follow me on my YouTube chat. You can follow me on my YouTube channel at Jessica Kobesi. And yeah, I hope you guys like, – I, I just want to thank everybody. I can't see the chat, but I want to thank you guys for listening and, and chatting with us. I appreciate you guys. And thanks for having me. You you did an amazing job. You're a great oh. interviewer. Oh, thank you so much. I, it's, you really um, are. Again, it's the same like – I've never actually never asked myself this. Would I do this, have these conversations if nobody was ever going to hear them? Absolutely. <laughs> because it we, brings we'll me talk after this and then we can, that'll because be it. it. Right. Because it brings me joy, you know? Um, so I really appreciate, again, everybody out there for tuning in today, um, for being part of the Creative Live community. Again, this is another live episode of our podcast, We Are Photographers, that you can watch over 100 episodes, I think uh, just came out with 117, 118. Nice. Uh, and you can get those either the video form or uh, listen to all the audio episodes. Those are on creativelive.com slash podcast. Or again, anywhere that you get your podcast, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, all the places. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know who you want to see on the podcast. And um, you can check out everything coming up on Creative Live TV by scrolling down and looking at the schedule. Um, so Thank you again. Be sure to go check out uh, Jessica Kobesi on YouTube and Instagram, and we will see you all next time. Thank you again, Jess. That was awesome. Bye, guys. I'm Kenna Klosterman, and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com slash creator pass. As a creator pass subscriber, you have access to over 1500 classes on demand. Whether it's photo and video, art and design, craft, entrepreneurship, personal finance, or even yoga, there's always something new to learn on Creative Live from the world's best educators. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review We Are Photographers wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We'd love to hear from you, and a five-star review goes a long way. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media, at Creative Live everywhere. And I'm at Kenna Klosterman on Instagram, and at Kenna K Photo on Twitter. If there's anyone you want us to feature on the podcast, just send me a message. Thank you again for being part of the Global Creative Live community, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers.